Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled Lottery Strategy. My wife is considered lucky not because she married me, but rather the result of morale-boosting techniques employed where she used to work. They held monthly draws to promote team spirit, which is silly because my wife invariably won each draw. She has won cash several times, free parking, restaurant certificates, an oil change, coffee mugs, a toaster, cinema tickets, and a dozen bagels. I was particularly happy for her with the bagel victory, which she graciously shared. Here's another example of how lucky she is. She knows absolutely nothing about football. She couldn't tell you the difference between a tight end and a sober one, a wide receiver and a linebacker. Nonetheless, she graciously entered a male-dominated lottery, picking the winners of each Sunday's games, just to be a good sport. The ultimate winner had to pick the most winning teams each week and for the entire season. The guys saw her as easy money. Boy, were they wrong. Each week, they pored over statistics, injury reports, weather conditions, and Las Vegas odds, all to no avail. My spouse inevitably led each week in team wins, and she quickly pulled ahead of the men, amassing victory after victory. Having played football, I admit that it was also driving me crazy. Finally, after I couldn't take it anymore, how'd you do it, I begged. I take the southernmost team, she replied. Huh? I exclaimed. It's geography. If Green Bay plays Atlanta, I take Atlanta. Miami against Baltimore? I take Miami, she explained. This is the sort of rationale that propels professional gamblers over the precipice. A woman screams joyfully at the racetrack, clutching the winning ticket in her hands, and you discover that she placed a $5 wager to win on a nag that finished first at 20 to 1 odds. Did she read the daily racing form? Receive a tip? Did she know the trainer or the owner? No, she simply liked the name of the horse, or better yet, the jockey's colors. My spouse was considered so lucky that her friends and co-workers asked her to purchase lottery tickets on their behalf. If you look at this scenario logically, it's only a matter of time before we become millionaires. I often fall asleep at night dreaming about what to do with all of the money that we are sure to win. Invariably, I am quite generous in the first dream go-around, doling out large amounts of cash to relatives and even close friends. Our kids always get huge amounts. Then, as I start to refine my dreams, I tend to cut back on my giveaways, thinking that I could invest the extra cash in artworks and such. Instead of a print from a museum, I would purchase an original Van Gogh. Fortunately, I recently read What to Do When You Actually Win the Lottery. I was amazed that a newspaper editor would print this article because it applies to only one person in 14 million readers. That's the odds of winning the lottery. I guess the editor must have been dozing off at his desk. Anyway, the writer of the article suggests that people think the lottery will solve all of their problems, but in fact it doesn't. I suppose that I understand what he means. Nevertheless, I would give it a fair try. In a sense, many rich people seem to have won the lottery. However, it doesn't keep them out of trouble. Even those who enjoy homes in London, New York, and L.A., along with fancy cars, chauffeurs, and expensive tastes, all to no avail. It just gets to be a bore. 
I think I would appreciate that kind of boredom at least for a while. The author says that when you win the lottery, do not tell anyone outside of your immediate family. Apparently, this silence provides the necessary duration for you to think about how to invest your fortune. It also gives you lead time to legally change your name, disconnect your phone, and move to Winnipeg. Winnipeg? Sure, who would look for you there? If you are discovered and unfortunately interviewed by the media, the author recommends that you try to be as boring as possible. You could easily learn this technique by studying politicians who answer every question with useless, rambling baffle gab. You want unattractive? I would issue this press release. I will not be able to make a personal appearance because of my advanced state of highly contagious leprosy. Unfortunately, my spouse is recovering from extreme rectal gas complications and an accompanying bout of halitosis, suffering seemingly from both ends. We will use our winnings to complete our exhaustive studies in earthworm physiology. And there's no truth to the rumor that we are currently living in Winnipeg. Actually, when we do win the lottery, my spouse has advised me that we really don't need that much money. She will dispense it appropriately to relatives and those in more need, particularly young people who are just starting out. That's when we needed extra money. My spouse has a knack for being right. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.